Okay, good morning everyone, let's get started. Today is Daf Chavav, yesterday was Daf Chav Hey, and we are learning Le'ili Nishmas, Kreinabas Vizev, Moshe David Ben, Naftali Yosef, Alevi, and Dina Bas Sholem. Okay, it's still the Shiva, huh? Yeah, it's just... Yes, yeah. Who's, who, is there anybody that's sitting? Is there anybody that's... She has any children? That's alive? I'm saying, alive children? No? I have an aunt. Okay. All right. No, she's not at all. She was 104, so it's easy to get that. Right. Pretty good. It's not, I'm not saying it's. It's, it's, it's not 120, so. It's an A plus. It's an A plus. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm perfect. Hungry? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get started on our review of yesterday's stuff. Yesterday was that Chav Hey. So, what did we learn yesterday? We started. With the machlokas between Rav Nachman and Rav Sheshes, Rav Nachman had said that um, the cl- the clothes that the kohanim were wearing during the pious were big day chol, and that was so that nobody would grab the opportunity and just chaperain uh, and do the avodah without permission. If he's dressed, he could do that. So this way, he's not dressed. So this way, he has to first get dressed afterwards. It's not so easy then. That's number. That's Rav Nachman. Rav Sheshe says that no, they had to be in Big Day Kodesh because of the excitement that they're going to want to do Avoida, They're going to run to do the Avoida. and that's the that's the that's the story. Okay. Anyway, we saw Rav Nachman brought a riot to his opinion, and it says that he, that uh, they were taking off their clothes and they left on them just the Miknasayim. So who are we talking about? Those that Rezocha the pious or. Um, uh, they're talking about those people who, who won the, the, the lottery and they're starting to get dressed. Why else is they being mafshed at their clothes? Obviously, they were in big day chol. Sharfuna, Bayuda, said name Rav Sheshes. No, it's talking about those who were not zochet to the bias and they had to take off their big day kodesh that they were, that they were wearing. Okay. Um, and the Gemara says... So, um, the problem was, and they would only leave the pants on, because uh, obviously for, it couldn't be completely unclothed. So the question is, the Bryce says, is that how do you know that, um, uh, and he's saying it, it has to be those people that weren't Zoha to the pies, because if it was the people who were Zoha to the pies, how could it say that they only left the pants on? That sounds like that they were getting dressed with the Big Day Kodesh while still wearing the pants of the Big Day Chol. But we know that the pants of the Big Day Kodesh have to come first. So the Gemara says, no, that's not a raya against Rav Nachman. Rather, Rav Nachman would say that what's going on over there is, is that they, they, they put on the Big Day, um, the Big Day, uh, they were in Big Day Chol, then they removed the pants, put on the Big Day Kodesh first, um, and before removing the big day chol on top, so that they were they had some privacy. That was what's going on. 
Anyway, bottom line is the pants are still coming on first before anything else, and it's not a contradiction. Okay. Comes along Rav Sheshes and gives his raya. What's Rav Sheshes' proof? It says, how do I know? Because it says that the Lishka Sangasis was this big basilica. It, the pious was on the eastern side. The Zakin sat on the western side. The Kanyim surrounding in a circle, the pointy. The pointy came and took a hat from one of them, and that would be where he's going to start his count. Now, if they're in Big Dechol, why is there a Mitznefes? He shouldn't even be having a Mitznefes. So the Gemara says, um, no, that's not a Kashi either, because either it's reviewed or Rav Shmuel Bayudu says that a Kayin whose mother made for Mitznefes, he's allowed to do Avodah Yachin. But what that teaches us is that, uh, that, that the, the mothers used to sew for their children clothes that, 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 that looked exactly like the Big Day Kodesh, the bottom line is it's still Big Day Chol, so it could be that he had his Chol Mitznefes. Uh, I thought that was a good question. That does not lead to confusion. Maybe there's some way you could tell the difference, but the bottom line is it would be a hat also. Different colors or something like that. Okay, next we saw is that uh, Bayi says that based on this little memory that we quoted, there's some interesting structural things that you could figure out regarding the Lishkas HaGazis. Number one, the Lishkas HaGazis uh, was partially in Kodesh, partially in Chol, that's number one. And, um, and also, there must have been two doors to it. Um, and the idea is, is because if it was all Bakodesh, so then you can have a Zakin sit. If it was all in Chol, then you can't have the pious there because the pious has to be in the Makam Kodesh. Because it says, Bevei Salukim Na'alak Beragish, that was the whole purpose to get a big action going, a lot of uh, movement in the Kodesh, in the, in, the, in the Kodesh area. So we're clear that it has to be half and half. Now the question is, if it was an only one doorway, so the Nalacha is, is that wherever the door opens up into, that defines what the room is. If it opens up into the Kodesh, then the entire room, even if the room is over the whole area, space, it's, it's going to be defined as Kodesh space. And if the door opens up into the hall and not into the Kodesh, then it's going to be defined as strictly whole space, even if it's over the area of a Kodesh. And therefore, it has to be that there was two doorways, one side was Kodesh, the other side was Chol. Yes? How do, we, how do we know that? I mean, it seems like when the body of the room is in the sacred space or the non-sacred space, that the encroachment into one area, the majority should define the space. Is that a simple wall makes it a separate domain altogether, and then the entrance just opens it to that to that. Question is where how do we know that? Is that a given? That which 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 fact are you questioning? Where we know what? The fact that something could be in the sacred space, in a separate wall, and have openings for the outside, a little bit of on it on the regular. And that makes sense. Oh well, space well oh that we we're quoting a source for that. So uh, that's the point. That there's some sort of source somewhere out there that discusses it. We're quoting a source? Well, yeah, that's what he said. Uh, that it says about Tanan, it's a Mishnah. This Mishnah is located, in case you're wondering, <laughs> you are wondering, it's in Psachim. And anyway, that's what it says. If it's Binuyos Bechol and Psuchas Lakodesh, the Tochan Kodesh, 
And if it's the other way around, it's also the definition of a space is not by where it is, but by what it opens up into. It's considered an extension of that area. That's it. Anyway, that's a, that, uh, the bottom line is it's a mission somewhere. Okay. Didn't we study before, a few pages back, Rabbi, that there was small pieces of wood in between the two, dividing the two sections? There, there was, yes, we did. Yeah, and so how high those pieces have to be? But that was not in this area. That was not in this space. I thought it was in this particular No, it part. was in the Lishka space, Hamokad. Okay, that's right, okay. This, was, this is the Lishka Sagazis. This yeah. is the chamber of Shunstone. It's a different room, yeah. There were a few rooms that had both, both qualities. Anyway, how, how what? high did the Mechitza to be? There wasn't a real Mechitza, it was it more was like markers, of, so you just know. Yeah, just piece of wood, that was enough. Yeah, so you it's should 28. know, just so you should know. All right, brings us to the next Mishnah. There was the second pious. Who, what, who, what's in the second pious? Who does the shkitu? Who does the zriku? Who does the cleaning out of the inner mizbeach? Who does the cleaning out of the menorah? Who carries up the limbs to the ramp, meaning the head and the regal and the and the foot and the rear right foot, the two hands, the um, ukats, which is the uh, and the regal, which is the backside and the and the leg. The, the chest and the neck and the two flanks, uh, the innards, uh, the uh, wheat for the korban mincha, the chavitin, that's for the kohen gadol, and the wine. Okay? And that's 13 kohanim listed there. Okay, I think the chazan uh, ger is one. Okay? Chazavah uh, ger is one group. Anyway. Anyway, the bottom line is it was 13 Kohanim that got that. And as I said, he got the order wrong. The animal was brought, not the order that you said. Okay, we'll get to that. So the question is, when they do the pious, did they do the pious every, uh, for just one avoda, and then the jobs were given out from that Kohen to the Kohanim surrounding it? Or uh, maybe they did it for each and every avoda, so the Gemara says, what do you mean? It says four of paisos. According to you, there would be many more than four paisos. So each one of these is a pious. So he says, no, that doesn't prove anything. Maybe that's just four times that they gathered for the lottery, but maybe they did multiple lotteries in each gathering. So that's what, that was the question. We brought a raya from Rabbi Yudha says that there was no pious for the, for the, for the, for the fire pan that accompanies the Ktoras. Just the coin that got the Ktoris, he told the person next to him, you come, come along and help me with my avoda. All right? So the Gemara says, that's not, so that, what does that show you? That sounds like a, a typical pious, the job was given out to the one next to him. So the Gemara says, maybe that's different, because that's really one activity. That's why he wasn't a separate pious. But each of these is a separate activity. Maybe it was a separate pious, so it doesn't prove anything. Um, version B of the, of the Raya is that it sounds like that it's only that it's only over here that it that he got talked to the person next to him. Sounds like that everywhere else there would be a separate pious. So the Gemara says, no, maybe that's a chiddush that over here you still don't, even though it's something that's rare, it's the mach, it has it's related to the Ktoris, which is a more rare avoda. Um, as we'll soon see, nobody ever doubled up and got the Ktoris twice. Um, so basically, so therefore you might think that the Mahta also should deserve its own pious because of the, also the quality that it makes you rich. So that's why 
we, uh, the Chiddush is that we did not do so, but maybe the general is that we no, normally don't do separate payasos. So the bottom line is, we didn't have a proof till we came along with a clear-cut proof from Rufchia, who says that they did not do a separate pious for each avoda, rather the coin that got the tamid first, the Rosh Varegel, we'd count down next to him 12 more Kahanim, to who would be who would be the next in line. So whoever won, he was Zoha for himself and also the next twelve, whoever was standing to his to his whatever, to that side, right, whichever way they were going around, right or left. Okay. Counterclockwise. I'm not sure how they how he went around. I, yeah, how does that work? You said counterclockwise. He's standing in a circle. What? It's always to the right. Semicircle. Well, it's to the right of who? The right of the Mamuna. So then that would be counterclockwise. The Mamuna is the pointee who's doing the lottery. He took the hat off one, and then he starts counting around. On the fingers, of course, remember. One or two. No thumbs. What? To his right, which would be to the, which would, if he's facing them, would be to their left. He's standing in the little circle. He's counting. Yeah, right. Clockwise. Yeah, that, that's true. Not that would be clockwise. Right. Right. But for him, right. I don't remember. I, I, I said counterclockwise because when you are going around something, unless he's counting from the outside, but he was, sounds like he was inside because it was just their fingers. On his side. Yeah. Okay. Great. So. The on, on his side, whatever is right inside. No, I'm not sure. It could be it was counterclockwise. It could be. I, 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 I was confused. How does it work counterclockwise? Because that's how yeah, you go around. Yes, the person looking into the circle, standing around the circle. Right, but. Because so you go to, your, go to the person. Question. I forgot the question. <laughs> <laughs> we always say things go to the right. Yeah. Clockwise, right? Yeah, but that's not clockwise. It's counterclockwise. We say it goes to the person's right. Go when room. you go around the Mizbeach, you go around to the... You go out the ramp and go to the right. Right, but you're going around that's to your left. counterclockwise. That's counterclockwise, right. So it uh, could be here too, you're going counterclockwise. That's why I'm, I'm not sure. I don't know exactly how we counted, which way it went. He went one way. What? I thought everything on the corners, you have to turn to the right. And that's Yemin the Mizrah, whatever. Now, yeah, when you that's go true. to the limit, you enter the you enter to the left or to the right, and next is right. When you approach the limit, you enter right. There's a different there's different factors there. You have to go the short you have to go the shortest route. What? Right, that was the paradigm. Right, right. But you're going there. You're going around on the inside. But even when you're going on the inside, you also went inside around that way. So uh, to me, that's counterclockwise. So maybe also when he's counting, it could be counterclockwise. I don't know. That would be counterclockwise. All right. I'm thoroughly confused. I'm not sure. Okay, you got you got. Because you're going around in circles. We're going around. This, we're definitely going around the circles. Okay. All right. Be that as it may. It's very clear there wasn't a separate pious, that's for sure. Okay? However way he counted, it was 12 people next to that one. Which direction, whichever way he was counting, that's the direction that it was. Okay. Next, we saw is the, um, um, the question that Gemara wanted to know, is that we left out a job, but we didn't say who does the job. 
We said Mishochim Mizorik. There's the, there's the job in between the Shechit and the Zrika, which is the Kabbalah. Who did the Kabbalah? Was it the, was it the Shochet who caught the blood of the animal himself? Or, you know, into the container and then handed it to the Zorik? Or was it the Zorik who caught the blood and then carried it over to the Mizbech and did the Zrika? So that's the Shailah. So the Gemara has a problem with both ways. If it's the Zorik who does it, so then he's so excited to do the Zrika, he's not going to wait for the Kabbalah all the way. And therefore, he may run before all the blood drips into the, into the container. Not a good thing. So therefore, best, let's to have it be done by the shokin. Problem with the shokin doing it is that since the shechita is kasher bizarre, so maybe he's not even a coin, and then we're going to be uh, the wrong person is doing the vote because you do need a coin, from catching the blood or not. So therefore, that's not a good solution either. We brought a proof from Ben Katin. Ben Katin was a coin gadol, who made an improvement to the kior, to the laver, is that the right word? Uh, whatever, to the sink, okay? Uh, the kior, what's the English word for a kior? I don't know. A laver, okay. So he added, to, he made it have 12 spigots so that there's all the kanem can wash their hands and feet that are going to be involved in the carbon tomich shachar, because we said there's how many jobs? 13 jobs. But the shechita job, he didn't have to wash his hand because anybody could do the shechita. Uh, it's not a coin that doesn't require, if it doesn't require a coin, it doesn't require the washing of the hands. Anyway, so therefore there would be 12, 12 people. Now, who's, if it's the shochet who's doing the Kabbalah himself, then he would have to wash his hands as well. And therefore it must be that it's the Zorik who does the Kabbalah as well as the Zrika. And then that's why you need, to, that's why there's 12 besides for the shochet who's not, not included here. Okay, and that's the story with that. Keep in mind, it's a very important principle that we're going to use soon, that this idea that, that if it's an avoda that can be done by a czar, it does not require the washing of the hands. We're going to see more about this, this thing, because um, there's a few things that can be done by a czar, and also it's typically not so chashuv in the eyes of the kahana. So we'll get to that. Okay. Yeah. How is that even a, a real issue? If the shita has to take place around near the Isaiah, inside the, the Kodesh, how is it possible? Why is that an issue that a czar could possibly do that? We talked about a long length at one point. Yeah, that's right. That's, 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 isn't that a extraneous, very impossible situation? Didn't. Did well, you have to realize. Of the of the shita take place with a kohen doing it. There was an area that was in the Azara where the Israelim were allowed to go. Well, right next to the, the courtyard of the. Of the it was adjacent to. It was right next to the courtyard where the kohanim were. And you could there, there just. So I, I don't, I don't, so it depends, I, I listen, I don't know, but we, the fact that we talk about it is, uh, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's probably, yeah, you're probably right that typically would have been done by the condom, but I don't know, like I imagine that, let's say the Pesach, you know, how many shechitas are there on, a, on, a, so on the Arab Pesach? So, so you, you think there's enough condom to go around to do, to do the shechitas for all of Kal Yisrael? Your hands are going to get tired, okay? I mean, even if they're taking turns, you have many kohanim, but but uh, you need a lot of shochtim. It seems so tricky to make that work. I don't know. It seems to, 
And also, there's, the Kainim are doing are, vi, are very busy with the, you know, catching the blood and making the human chain. So I don't know. I mean, it like that makes that that avoda the shita the, the zarka to do it is not coming out of my mind. It would seem like that's one of the major avodas of. Uh, it's an interesting thing because even though the shita is not actually require a coin, as we will establish, as a pasuk that says so, but what's interesting is is that um, it's still one of the th- jobs that are given out in the pious. Typically, it wouldn't be given out in the pious if it was something... Um, my Chavruza was very bothered, and he did some research. Why is it there's another job that, that we, nobody says who does it? The skinning of the animal. Right. It's left, completely left out. So we're going to get to it in the, in really tomorrow's that be done stuff. By, by a that could be done by a non-coin as well. Right. And the, you know, the, the, who did that? Didn't say who does it. So whatever, it left out the... The first step is the shechita, right? Right. It could be that it was established that way specifically because it's a practicality. It's not always easy to have a coin to it. Okay. All right. Anyway, back to our story. So that's the proof. We got a clear cut proof. The Zorik was the Makaba. Okay. Next thing. Rav Acha, Braid the Rabbi, said to Rav Ashi, we have a Mishnah that supports that idea. Because the Mishnah says, the Shochet did the Shrita, the Kabel did the Kabbalah, and then he went to do the Zrika. Very clear that it's the same individual who's doing the Kabbalah and the Zrika. So that's clear. Okay. Next we saw Ben Aze arguing on Rabbi Kiva. He says to Rabbi Kiva, the order that the Mishnah states is incorrect. It was Derech Hilucho. So we saw many iterations as to what is the correct order. Um, besides for our Mishnah. So first we have Derech Hilucho, uh, way was that first it was the head and the right rear leg, which everyone puts up in the front. Then came, according to Ben Azai, the Chazav Egeira, which is the chest and the neck. Then came the two forelegs. Then came the, um, the, the, the two flanks. Then came the Okuts and the Regal. That's Derech Hilucho. Basically, except for the fact that the right rear leg is going together with the head, but besides for that, we're going from front to the back. Okay. Rebiosi says that it's the way of skinning, which is almost the exact opposite. You start with the head, then you go to the, the skinning, went from the back to the front. So therefore, the, uh, the head with the right leg, what? Then they hang it by the, the, the leg. Yeah, so what was skinned first? You skin from top to bottom. You're hanging it by the back leg, the back and then you're skinning it that way. Uh, what, do you, what do you find top? Top is the leg. Bottom the back the leg. leg. The bottom back leg. leg. So they the skinned head. from the back leg, it's worked the their way down. Way. So the order of skinning. What's the order of skinning? Opposite the other order. So it's backwards. So therefore, the ukuts and the regel. So therefore, after the rochva regel, came the ukuts and regel. After the ukuts and regel, came... Um, uh, came the, the two flanks and then the two uh, forelegs then the chazavagera which is the neck is in front of their forelegs okay? and uh, the chest and uh, that's the shita of Rabiosi. Rabbi Kiva says that it was derech nitucho the way it was cut because as they, they didn't they obviously they didn't after you skinned then they cut off the parts and they gave it over and that was the order of how it was brought so the derech nitucho was the rosh regal first then they cut off the shteyatayim. Then they did the then then they cut the chaz 
because uh, they, they, it's like appendages. I don't know if you think about it. If you imagine what they did, after it was all skinned, then they started cutting the parts off um, and gave it to the coin. So right after the Roshva Regel, um, they, uh, they, then they cut off the Shteyadayim. After that, they cut the Chazavagera, then the Shteyadfanos, then the Ukitz Regel was the last thing that was cut up to give to the coin. Um, they cut it up while the animal is still hanging up. So if they do that, then the Shteyadayim, are we hanging by Shteyadayim? No, it's hung in the backside. The left, the rear leg was what, hooked, was what you hooked the animal on. Just that one leg. But it was left, hooked on one the left, the left back leg. The left legs. That's left back leg. leg. Left leg. That's how they do it today. That is how they do it today. Yeah. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Okay. I mean, they hang. Because they're draining the blood. Yeah, right away, you cut them and pull them up. Okay. Next we saw is Rabbi Yossi Aglili's pshat. He says that it was Derek Iluyev. Most chashev first. So, um, what's the most chashev cuts? That's what. That's the order. So it was Rosh Regal, Chazen Gera, then came the two flanks, then came the Okets and the Regal, and the last was the Tshteyadayim, because that's the least chashev. Ah, doesn't the Pasuk seem to say that Netach Tov is the Yerach for Katev? Sounds like the Yerach is more chashev than the Katev, than the shoulder. So that's if it's a skinny, weak animal, the shoulders have barely any meat on it, it's not a chashev beast. But if it's a healthy, fatty animal, then it, then, it, then the shoulder is uh, more chashev. Okay. Anyway, Rava that comes along and says that our Tan and our Mishnah, we didn't explain what his basis is. Why does he say this order? Really, he's going the same as Rabbi Yossi that goes by Iluya, the most chashev of the meats. But the, the question is how you define Iluyav. Do you define Iluyav by size or do you define by quality? If it's defined by quality, that's how Rabiosi is going. If it's defined by size, then the biggest piece, biggest cut of meat was what went in front. Okay, and then you worked your way to the smaller cuts. That's the idea. Um, I think that, I'm not sure which one was which way, actually. Rashi says, the Tana Didan, in our Mishnah, goes by the Eloi, the Godel of the Ivarim, the larger size of the limbs, and Rabbi Yossi goes by the fattier one. Okay. Now, the question is, why is it that the right rear leg is going together with the head? It's kind of, it doesn't fit with anybody why it's there, that order. The answer is, is because we had to do that because the head is mostly bone, there's very little meat on it, and we want to make it uh, with, be brought together with something with a nice amount of meat. That's why it's the head with the right rear leg. That's the idea. And then the Gemara says, where did we get the idea that the head has to come first? We brought a source. The price says that it says Rosh um, and as uh, Rosh of Espidro. That's so. That's clear that that's the first thing. And um, what's the? It, said, it mentions the butter more than once. So the question is, why does it butter is the fat? The answer is, is because the butter was used in such a way that it covered the makam shrita, the area where the head was cut off which is all bloody typically, and it's not because it's not honorable to bring the animal up that way, so they covered it with the layer of fat over the area where the cut was, and that would be more honorable, and that is where we left off yesterday, and we'll start our review.